Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa Welcome to number 16 of this series on the sciences of the Quran. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us through this. We will start with uh, tilawah from the Quran. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Alam tara anna Allah sakhara lakum ma fil ardi wal fulka tajri fil bahri bi amrih. وَيُمْسِكُ السَّمَاءَ أَنْ تَقَعَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ إِلَّا بِإِذْنِهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِالنَّاسِ لَرَؤُوفٌ رَحِيمٌ وَهُوَ الَّذِي أَحْيَاكُمْ ثُمَّ يُمِيتُكُمْ ثُمَّ يُحْيِيكُمْ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَكَفُورٌ لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ جَعَلْنَا مَنْ سَكَنْهُمْ نَاسِكُوهُ فَلَا يُنَازِعُنَّكَ فِي الْأَمْرِ وَادْعُ إِلَى رَبِّكَ إِنَّكَ لَعَلَى هُدًى مُسْتَقِيمٌ وَإِنْ جَادَلُوكَ فَقُلِ اللَّهُ أَعْلَمُ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ اللَّهُ يَحْكُمُ بَيْنَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِيمَا كُنْتُمْ فِيهِ تَخْتَلِفُونَ Sadaqallahul Azim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidil Mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa baraka wa sallama tasliman Kathiran ila yawmiddin amma ba'd So now we uh, start off with our final discussion on the huruf al-tahajji Or the huruf muqatta'at of the Quran that everybody reads an alif lam mim And they are obviously quite um, taken aback and curious about what they mean So these uh, are called huruf al-tahajji. Tahajji essentially means the alphabet. So that's why you get the term tahajji. And they're also called huruf al-muqatta'ah, uh, which refer to uh, the disparate letters that have been brought together. Well, they seem disparate, but they're actually not. Like alif, lam, mim, alif, lam, mim, sad, alif, lam, ra, ha, mim, qaf, and noon. So let's look at them in a bit more detail today. And let's uh, see how much we can cover of this, inshallah. So what is the number one, the first question that we're going to try to answer here is that what is the purpose of Alif, Lam, Ra and Noon and Qaf? Why are they brought as these sets of letters, sometimes individual, sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes four and sometimes five? According to the majority of the commentators of the Quran and the linguists, so majority of scholars I would say, they say that these are the names of the surahs. These are the names of the surahs that, that follow, essentially. They are the names of the surah. And the purpose of naming them with these letters is interesting uh, in the sense that these surahs, that all the message that will follow in these surahs, they're written out and composed of these very same letters that are found at the beginning of this which indicates towards the ijaz or inimitability of the Qur'an. I know I keep discussing the inimitability and ijaz of the Qur'an. We will have a session, inshallah, next week on that subject, inshallah. And so the idea is that if the Qur'an was not a wahi and revelation, Allah is saying by this, then they uh, would not be, they would not have been incapacitated and they would have been able to then produce something like it. Now we've got a hadith which is supportive of this view. So this view is not just a random view. There's a hadith which is related by Imam Bukhari and Imam Muslim, 
which supports this idea that Abu Hurairah reports that the Prophet used to recite in the morning prayer uh, on Friday, he used to recite the following Alif la meem as sajda and hal ata ala al insan. So he's actually naming the surah, surah to sajda, as Alif la meem as sajda and hal ata ala al insan. Well, that's exactly how it begins, hal ata ala al insan. So the surah name is hal ata ala al insan and Alif la meem as sajda. Likewise, the Prophet said regarding surah Yasin, Yasin qalbul Quran. That Yasin is the heart of the Quran, which means the Surah Yasin is heart of the Quran. So from this, although you could uh, you could interpret this in a different way, all of these to say that it's the Surah in which Yasin is mentioned, or it's the Surah uh, which starts off with Hamim uh, a Sajda, right? Or that has a Sajda in there and it has a Hamim or Alif Lamim at the beginning rather. So there are various ways of interpreting this, but otherwise, if you look at it just straightforward, that's what it says. There's also another hadith which says, "Man qara'a ayat al-kursi." Right? Whoever whoever recites ayat al-kursi, right? So the idea is to name the ayah in that case, or um, whoever recites hamim, right? The surah al-mu'min hamim, then he will be pre protected on that day from every kind of evil as has been related by Imam Tirmidhi in his hadith and Bazaar and others. And there's other su surahs as well. Right? Uh, there's other ways that this has been mentioned as well. So that's one opinion. And I don't think it's uh, I, d I don't think there's any contradiction between this opinion and the second opinion, which could be seen as separately, that because a lot of research scholars, they say, no, it's not necessarily the surah names. It's actually more the fact that these are separate letters that have been produced here, again, for the purpose of the ijaz of the Qur'an to say to the very people that the Qur'an is challenging is that you use the same letters, we're using the same letters. Look, these are alif, lam, ra, noon, kaf, whatever. And you cannot produce something like we've been able to produce. So this is actually for that purpose that it is to incapacitate them by literally showing them that it's the very same letters that you, you use in your alphabet, we use in our alphabet, but you still can't do anything like that. Now, as I mentioned, that's very similar, those two opinions, because you could say that the names of uh, they're the names of the surahs that have also been used for that purpose of to challenge them, to, shame, uh, to show them that these are the simple, you know, these are simple letters, right? Okay, now the third view is that the, these are actually the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like some of them are the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. At least some of them is being related, right? Meaning when they're done together, they represent one of the names of Allah. They signify a name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Both of these views, um, well, one, they actually, this, this view is made up of two parts. One is that every single letter in there refers to a name of Allah. And the other view is that no, when you put them together, then they become a name, one of the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And both of these opinions have been mentioned from Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. He says, Alif Lam Mim means, Anallahu A'lam, that I am Allah who is most aware of everything. I am Allah, the omniscient one. I know everything. I am Allah who knows everything. So that's one thing that's related from him. The other one is that, the other opinion from him is that Alif Lam Mim, Alif stands for Allah. And the Lam stands for Latif, which is 
Allah's other name of compassionate or subtle. And Meem stands for the name Majid. So Allah Latifun Majid is what Alif Lam stands for. Now, because you don't necessarily have this kind of interpretation for every single one of them, this is not a very, very strong view. But as I said, it is it is related like this from Abdullah ibn Abbas. And then there's another one that's related from him that Alif Lam Ra and Hamim and Noon, they refer to Ar-Rahman, that refer to the name of Allah, the most compassionate and merciful one, Ar-Rahman. Alif Lam Ra, Hamim and Noon, because Alif Lam Ra has the Ra, the Hamim has the Mim and the Ha as well. So it's Hamim, Rahman, it's got the two letters and Noon has the Noon. Now, this might sound really completely random, but actually they've got proof of this. Uh, they substantiate this from one point that the Arabs in their poetry would actually sometimes use these kind of abbreviations. This is what you could maybe call acronyms or something like that or abbreviations where there's a, a letter that stands for something. We have that today. You know, we have we have that today where uh, uh, you have British home stores became B&H or whatever. Right. And many other companies, they they eventually shorten it down to, you know, just two letters right c and d or g and f or whatever the case is right so they used to actually do that in, uh, in the arabs do this they've got the poetry for example there's a poem who said poetry poem uh, there's a po uh, there's a poet who says i told her stop so she said qaf refers to and waqaftu means i've stopped you need to stop doing this. So she said, I've stopped by just saying waqaftu, like uh, like in English we'd say, she said S or P, which means stop. Now I know that might not, we might not be able to get our heads around that, but that's all convention actually. So we'll leave that there. Now among all of them, actually the ulama say that the first opinion, the second opinion, the first opinion, second opinion is generally what you hear from people the first opinion and as I said the first and second opinion can be combined together to understand this right right now there's some other really interesting things that I've mentioned here I'm not going to go into the very radical extreme kind of ideas that come from this in terms of the number game and the secrets in numbers and all of that but there is some very straightforward things that you can understand from you and inshallah this will be really really interesting for you so for example the number of surahs right in which uh, which start with huruf tahajji the huruf muqatta'at where these letters begin right where these letters letters are used to begin the surah with is exactly 29 surahs okay 29 surahs have started with letters and the number of letters in the arabic language as long as you consider hamza and alif uh, to uh, to be separate uh, is also 29 so the number of the arabic alphabet is also 29 and there's 29 surahs of the quran that start with the letters of the alphabet okay now the other thing is that if you were to take all of those names Alif Lam, Mim, Alif Lam, Ra and count the number of letters they're composed of that make up these uh, these 29 names 
or these 29 uh, these 29 beginnings they're not they, they've, they've not used 29 letters in them they've only used actually 14 letters out of 29 letters have been used to make up these constructs because remember a lot of them are hamim and there's uh, many of them alif lam ra alif lam ra alif lam mim sad so there's alif lam in all of them so you're not going to get certain letters in any of them so that's why only 14 letters are found across the board that have been used to make these 29 uh, these 29 names 29 uh, uh, or 29 beginnings rather and 29 is also the number of letters in the Arabic alphabet as long as you consider Hamza and Alif to be two separate letters otherwise it's 28 the other thing is what supports this idea that it could be names and so on is that um, there's the the number of letters that are used for these beginnings they're either one like Noon, Qaf, Saad or there's two letters like Hamim, right? Or Yasin, or Taha. Or there's three letters like Alif Lam Ra, Alif Lam Mim. Or there's four letters like Alif Lam Mim Sad, or Alif Lam Mim Ra. Or there's five letters like Gaf Ha Ya Ain Sad, right? So, in Arabic, generally most letter, uh, most uh, words are made up because the uh, are made up between one to five letters as well. So that kind of shows that this could be a name because you have names that are of one letter to up to five letters. In all of these, after in all 29 of these, after the surah begin with these words, there's always a discussion about the Quran, except in three surahs. There's always a discussion in the Quran. There's always a discussion about the Quran. So uh, that all of that indicates that this seems to be a name of uh, the surahs and uh, I think that will make a bit more sense, inshallah. Also, there's a lot of people who've looked into what they would consider the secrets of these things and other various connections and numbers and all of that kind of stuff. That's not something that we're going to be looking at because the Quran is supposed to be an Arabic book, not a numbers book. So if somebody did find something, whether well, that's up to them, but that's not something that we take and get excited over, all right? Because the main... Uh, uh, the, the main purpose of this is that the Quran is made up of Arabic letters. So that's why if there's something uh, that is relevant to that, that makes sense. Otherwise, everything else, we're just going to have to uh, avo avoid that. We don't have to worry about that too much. Now, I'm going to explain to you each one of them. For example, there's some other really interesting points about this. That the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used Alif Lam Ra in this particular surah and Alif Lam Mim in that particular surah and Saad to begin Surah Saad and Noon to begin Surah Noon, it, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have worked otherwise in terms of the harmony that's created. And you're wondering what, what are we speaking about? So for example, if uh, Saad wal Qur'ani the dhikr was noon wal Qur'ani the dhikr, it wouldn't work. The harmony would not be there anymore. So there's a really exclusive harmony in the way it's done now you'll find this really really interesting so for example um, there's some very specific reasons why these particular letters have start have been used to those uh, to uh, to start those surahs for example if alif lam mim was put in alif lam ra or in hamim or in place of tasin then it wouldn't work because the harmonies would be spoiled what does that mean what you generally find is that if the surah begins with noon, you'll find lots of noons in the surah. If you if it, if it starts with alif lam ra, you'll find that there's lots of ra's used in the surah more than usual, almost. 
right? Likewise, you'll find that when it's Surah Sad, there's lots of Sad mentioned in the Surah. So for let, let's start off with a few examples. We, we, you know, this is not exhaustive, but this will give you some idea of what we're talking about. So if you if you take Qaf, right? Uh, Surah Qaf, right? Well, Quran al-Majid. Now, the reason why they say that Qaf has been used to start off that Surah is because there's numerous words with Qaf that have been used in that entire Surah. So, for example, there is the Quran that's mentioned in there, right? Uh, there's Khalq, which has a Qaf at the end. Then um, there's constant, uh, the word Qawl, Qala, Qawl is constantly repeated in there, right? There's constantly, if you, if you study that surah, you'll actually see it, that it's, um, especially when they're uh, discussing the the uh, the dialogue between those people who go to paradise and those people who uh, who are going to go to hellfire. There's lots of, the, the word qawl is used quite a bit. Then there's the discussion in there of the raqib. There's the discussion in there of uh, the sa'iq, sa'iqun wa shaheed. So that has qaf in there as well. Then there's the concept of ilqa fi jahannam, again qaf being thrown into the hellfire. Then there's the concept of taqaddum bil wa'd, right? Um, producing the promise. Then there's the discussion of the muttaqeen, again with a qaf. There's discussion of the heart in there, right? So qalb is there. Then there's the qurun that's mentioned in there. There's the tanqib, munaqqaban, uh, tanqib is uh, mentioned in there. There's the tashaffuqul ard, which means yawma tashaqqukul ard, sorry, tashaqqukul ard is mentioned, tashaqquk. So uh, there's the concept of the earth splitting up. There's hukuk that are referred in there. Lots of qafs are in there. Then when you go to Surah Yunus, for example, there's a huge discussion. Uh, it's Alif Lam Ra. So there's lots of Ra's that are mentioned in there in so many different places because it started off with Alif Lam Ra. Then after that, let's look at Saad because, you know, the Saad, Qaf, Noon are very interesting because they're just a single letter. So Surah Saad, um, what's really interesting in here is that Surah Saad seems to uh, refer to khusumat. Khusumat. A khusuma is essentially a dispute or a dialogue or a quarrel or a debate of some sort. That's what you call a khusuma. So you have numerous khusumat or dialogues or debates that have been related in Surah Saad. For example, you have the dialogue or debate between the Prophet ﷺ and the disbelievers, right? Uh, you know, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in, uh, for example, you can check this in verse 5, Did they uh, make, uh, or actually this is the disbelievers saying that, did they con consider all of, the, uh, all of our deities or deities to be just one deity? Did they make him just one Allah, right? And then after that, there's the discussion about the two... Um, the, the two people who bring that case and and have a debate or have a case that is uh, heard in front of Dawood the Khasmain, the Khasman, right? That's there. Then after that, there's the Takhasumu Ahlin Nar. There's the people of Hellfire that are having a dialogue, right? There's uh, within themselves. I mean, I, I, we don't have the time, otherwise, I'd bring you all of these verses and we'd read all of them. But you can check this out for yourself. You'll, you'll notice it. Then after that, there's the there's the dialogue between Al-Mala'ul A'la, the higher assembly. Then after that, there is the whole uh, debate or the dialogue between Iblis regarding Adam Ali Salam status. The whole dialogue, you know, uh, you should prostrate, he didn't prostrate, why should I prostrate? All of that dialogue is there as well. So 
then there is the discussion about him being becoming rejected and him uh, him being thrown out so all of that discussion is in there and all of those are khusumat which comes from sad right then after that if you another really interesting point is that those surahs that start with alif lam mim which are the first surah al-baqarah surah ali imran right these start with alif lam mim primarily right now alif lam mim uh, has three uh, alif lam mim in, essentially encompasses three uh, all three uh, places of the sources and origins of our letters so um, the arabic letters all come from three places either from the throat so you've got six letters that come from the throat okay then you've got many many that come from the inside of the mouth the majority actually are intoned and pronounced from the inside of the mouth and then the the final few are produced from the lips like the wow the fa uh, the the meme so now you've got alif la meme alif represents the throat because that's where the hamza the ha, uh, uh, comes from then you've got the lam which comes from uh, the the inside of the mouth the top al 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 comes from the the roof of the mouth and then the meme which comes from the tongue uh, which sorry which comes from the lips right which comes from the lips so all three all three are represented here now this is an indication something and again this is nothing from the hadith or whatever but these are just things that scholars have found that alif lamim especially the surahs in which alif lamim are mentioned you're going to have all of these really interesting points that it represents right from the from the bottom it goes all the way to the outside so this is an indication uh, from the beginning to the end from the genesis to the end right uh, the beginning refers to the beginning of creation so that's actually you will find these themes that are mentioned in these surahs with alif lam you'll find major themes of uh, number one beginning of creation how creation started that means story of adam ali salam and so on so on then after that you're going to find discussions in there of the end Right, which is the ma'ad, which is the hereafter, Jahan, Jannat and Jahannam, the day of judgment, and so on. Then you're going to find also a discussion of the big, uh, of the middle, just like the mouth is in the middle, right? The inside of the mouth, the letters come from there. Ra represents uh, the lamb represents that. So that is essentially the halal and haram, the legislations, because that's the life of this world. We're born, then you spend the life of this world, and then there's the hereafter. So the life of this world refers to the way you need to live this life, which is essentially. Uh, a number of legislations, laws, right? The, the the prohibitions, the commands, and so on. So, what you actually find that every surah that starts off with alif lam mim, you'll find all three of these discussions that will be mentioned in there, right? Now, let us take Surah Al-Araf for example. You got Surah Ali Imran. You've got Surah. Uh, uh, you've got Surah uh, Surah Al-Araf. It starts with alif lam mim. It starts with alif lam mim, but in Surah Al-Sad now, you've got a discussion. Uh, sorry. In Surah Al-A'raf, it actually adds another letter. So you've got Alif Lam Mim Sad. Kitabun unzila ilayka falayakun fi sadrika haraj. Now, why Sad added onto Alif Lam Mim? Because there's an additional point that's mentioned in Alif Lam Mim Sad. You've got the story of Adam al-Islam in there as well, Jannah, Jahannam. All of that is discussed there, but there's an additional aspect that this Surah now is going to be made up of stories. And that's why it's Sharh Al-Qasas. So the sad is there for qasas or qisas, which refers to stories and accounts. The, the story of Adam is, uh, is mentioned in there, and then the story of number of the other prophets are mentioned in there as well. And that's why uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in there, in verse 2, فَلَا يَكُنْ فِي صَدْرِكَ حَرَجْ That there should... Uh, 
they should remain in your chest. They should not remain in your chest any kind of issue. Okay? And some have said that Alif Lam Mim Sad is actually, it means, you know, remember I told you at the beginning that all of these are also could be indications towards something. So that's why some ulama have said that Alif Lam Mim Sad actually is Alam Nashrah Laka Sadarak because. Uh, when you carry on with that surah, Alif Lamim Saad, Kitabun Unzila Ilayka, this is a book that has been revealed to you so that there remains no problem or issue or uh, kind of turbulence in your heart. So, Alam Nashrah Laka Sadrak, did we not expand your breast for you? So, it's the same kind of idea. Alif Lamim Saad is very, very relevant to Walayakun Fi Sadrika Haraj. Then, after that, if we move on to Surah Al Ra'd, where it's actually Alif Lamim Ra. So you've got Alif Lamim, but then you've got Ra as well. Now there uh, is the Surah of Ra'd, which essentially refers to the Ra'd angel. That means the angel uh, that produces the thunder, right? The lightning and the thunder discussion is in there, right? And there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, the concept of Rafa'a samawat is mentioned. Rafa'u samawat, the raising. And of course, this is all to do with Arabic. So if you don't understand Arabic, you know, you'll have some trouble understanding this, but it's all Arabic words here. The heavens, the raising of the heavens is, is there as well. Then after that, you've got the discussion of the Ra'ad, the Barq, right? So the lightning and the, the thunder is mentioned in there as well. And all of that, you know, you've got the Ra's in there. So that's why Alif Lam Mim Ra is there. Again, these are speculative ideas, but they're very interesting ideas and they seem to have harmony and seem to make some sense. But again, I don't think it's the Prophet who said this, right? Now, if we move on, um, I, I earlier alluded that nearly every single one of those 29 surahs that start with those letters, they always follow up the next verse. And I, I clarified this in all of those surahs last year in my Juz by Juz Tafsir, right? So you can check it in there, but I'll just quickly go through here. There's only three in which this is not mentioned, but even in there, in many of them, it's actually something related. But in uh, all of them otherwise, there's a discussion of the Quran. So, for example, let's see. Alif Lam Mim Dharikal Kitabu La Raiba Fi. That's Surah Al Baqarah. That that is uh, Alif Lam Mim. That is the book. Then after that, we've got Surah Ali Imran. Nazzala Alaykal Kitab. Right. He is the one who revealed the book to you. Then after that, you've got Surah Al Araf. Kitabun Unz Alif Lam Mim Sad. Kitabun Unzila Ilayka. This is a book which has been revealed to you. Surah Yunus. Alif Lam Ra Tilka Ayatul Kitab. These are the verses of the book. Then after that, if you look at Surah Taha, it's Taha ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'ana li tashqa. We have revealed this Qur'an to you so that you do not become wretched or the, so that, you you know, we did not reveal the Qur'an to you so that you become wretched or something like that. Then you've got Surah Al-Shu'ara. Taasimim tilka ayatul kitab. These are the verses of the book again. Then you've got Yasin wal Quran al Hakim. I mean, that's self-explanatory. Then you've got Saad. Saad wal Quran al-Dhikr. The Quran, which is the the one full of reminders. Then you've got Hamim Surah Ghafir. Hamim Tanzil al Kitab. The 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 revelation of the book. Then you've got Surah Qaf. Qaf wal Quran again. Right, the Quran is mentioned there, except three surahs. That is Surah Al-Ankabut, Surah Al-Rum. That's Alif Lam Mim. Ghulibat Al-Rum fi Adna Al-Ardi, wa hum min ba'di ghalabihim sayaghlibun. 
Now that's about a miracle. And I think the reason why it's not necessarily mentioned in there is because in a few years, it was going to become very clear. The prophecy of this Quran was going to be very clear because it's a prophecy about the Romans becoming uh, conquered at this point or dominated rather. And then after that, they're going to be the ones who will uh, dominate later on. And that actually in a few years, that is exactly what happened. And then you've got noon. Now in noon, you've got noon you've actually got a mention of the pen so there's something relevant there but it does not mention the quran directly but obviously that's related so there's only three surahs where there's no discussion of the quran like directly immediately after is in the all the other ones there's a discussion of the quran after it so that's a really another interesting point now i know all of this is getting into kind of these more deeper interesting aspects right which I think what it does for you is that I think what it does for me is that it just shows me the harmony, the beauty, part of the inimitable nature of the Quran that it's been produced with all of these factors, right? Despite the fact that it came over 23 years, when you put it together, it still makes perfect sense. It still has harmony. It has um, harmony in wording, in sound and everything else. And it's interesting stuff. That's mainly what it is. Now, we've got um, that's most of the discussion has been done regarding this and I don't think we need to uh, I'm gonna mention a few other points I think that are related so I think what I'm gonna end up uh, by saying is that all of that proves that it looks like Alif, Lamim, Qaf, Saad and all of these are the names of the surahs and I think we, uh, we can be satisfied with that it's related from the great and successor Al-Hassan Al-Basri and he said that Sami'tu salafa yaqul I saw my you know earlier predecessors saying innaha asma'u suwar wa mafatihuha that all of these words these 29 that we have they are the names of the surahs and they are the keys to the surah okay that's what he says and what we'll do is we'll leave that discussion there now I'm going to discuss since we have some time left I want to discuss something that is left over from yesterday. We discussed yesterday the beginnings of the surah, how they all start off with some really skillful, beautiful, impactful, bold statements, which also indicates towards the meaning. We discussed the endings of the surah as well, right? But we discussed them separately, that the endings are, you know, they end really in a concluding kind of way with a message, with an advice or whatever. And we spoke about the beginnings. Now what I want to try to explore today briefly, right? is the harmony between the beginning and end the harmony between the beginning and end and maybe if we get some time we want to discuss the harmony between the endings of the previous surah and the beginning of the next surah so one is the surah itself how the beginning and end uh, you know is related even though there's so much discussion in between which goes to show that these surahs were as a whole right they were designed as a whole by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala obviously right so that that means the beginning and end are in harmony so it doesn't start with something and then end with totally something else but there's actually a discussion uh, between them so let's look at that there's actually scholars who worked very hard on this there's full books on this there's some tafsirs that focus on this directly so for example imam suyuti he's got uh, a small uh, book on this subject called marasidul matali Right, it's a kind of a um, interesting name, and for example, uh, then you've got by other scholars like such as 
Actually, I'll talk about that later. Now, let's look at some examples of this. If you look at Suratul Qasas, for example, now we're not going to go through all of this. These are just some examples, right? If you look at Suratul Qasas, it starts off with a discussion about Musa alayhi salam, right? And him being assisted. And then Musa alayhi salam says in verse 17 of that, right? From the beginning, you know, you get, you get, you get to verse 17 when the whole discussion is about Musa alayhi salam. And then he says, فَلَنْ أَكُونَ ظَهِيرًا لِلْمُجْرِمِينَ so what happens with Musa alayhi salam, you know, his birth and everything. And then after that, he uh, beats that person up. And then after that, he says, I'm never going to be an assistant uh, uh, to anybody who's, a, uh, you know, who's a wrongdoer. Now, after that, he leaves the he leaves town, he goes to Madian and everything like that. Now, what then happens is that the end of the surah is actually discussing uh, to the, about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam that you should not be فلات, فلات, uh, you know, that you should not be an assistant or uh, a supporter of the disbelievers so in the beginning you've got Musa salam, saying he will not uh, support um, wrongdoers and at the end it's the Prophet also being told that you should not support the disbelievers either not that he was going to do that and also the Prophet wasallam is then similar to the way that Musa salam, had to leave the town and city and then he came back Likewise, at the end, it's a discussion about the Prophet ﷺ being consoled for having to have left uh, and have escaped Makkah Mukarramah and then giving him a promise that he will be coming back. So there's a complete harmony there. Musa Salam story, then Prophet Salam story and the relevant points that there, right? That's why Allah says in, uh, in verse 7 as well, That's another where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa alayhi mother that don't worry, we're going to return your baby to you, right? We're going to return your baby to you. So you can see the harmony in that as well. These are very subtle points. Thereafter that, you've got an, uh, regarding قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِئُونَ In that surah, right, Imam Zamakhshari says about this, uh, Imam Zamakhshari says about this, that it starts off with قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Surah Al-Mu'minun That the believers are successful for sure. The believers are very successful. And right at the end, the discussion is, the last verse 117 is إِنَّهُ لَا يُفْلِحُ الْكَافِرُونَ That the disbelievers will never be successful. So again, there's harmony between the beginning and the end both about success one is believers are successful the other one is that the disbelievers will not be successful thereafter that it's mentioned that was mentioned by zamakhshari he brought that up imam kirmani he mentions in his ajaib that uh, in surah al-sad surah al-sad it starts off with a discussion of bidhikr wal qur'ani dhikr and it ends with in huwa illa dhikrul lil alamin that this is A reminder for all the worlds so starts with the concept of dhikr and it ends with the concept of dhikr as well likewise surah to noon it starts with uh, well it doesn't start with it but it's one of the starting verses noon this is verse 2 you are not insane right by the bounty of your Lord and the gift of your Lord you are and the favors of your Lord you are not insane and how does it end in verse 51? In Nakala Majnoon. They say you are 
uh, in, in, sorry, he is uh, insane, re- uh, talking about somebody else, one of the enemies. So again, the concept of Majnoon begin and it ends again with regarding the insane person. Now, let's, uh, that, that, these were just some, some examples, just to get you to start looking at these things for yourself, inshallah, when you start, you know, in your discovery, in your reading of the Quran, your pondering over the Quran. And if you find some really interesting ones, you know, you can let us know as well. Now, let's quickly just give you an idea in the last five, six minutes that we have about the endings of the previous surah and the beginning of the next surah, how even that's linked, even though these surahs could have come down at different times. Yes, some surahs did come down together, like Qul'a'udhu bi Rabbil Falaq and Qul'a'udhu bi Rabbil Nas. They came down together with that order, okay? They were uh, revealed as a pair how, uh, for, to remove the magic from the Prophet ﷺ. But many other surahs were not revealed together. For example, Surah Al-Baqarah, you know, um, uh, Surah Iqra uh, was not revealed with, uh, was revealed very, the next surah after that was Surah Al-Muddathir, but they're not together in the Quran. They're not put together. So, let us look at some of the interesting things. Because remember, we discussed already in one of our earlier sessions that the orders of the surah in the Quran are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well. They're from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as instructed from him. So, you've got Surah Al-Feel. Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashab al-feel. It says, فَجَعَلَهُمْ كَعَصْفٍ مَأْكُولٍ How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed the Abraha and the elephant, uh, the, the elephant army and so on and um, uh, basically ma- made them, uh, turn them into this. And then after that, the next surah is لِإِلَافِ قُرَيْشِ which actually, which actually I mentioned yesterday as starting off with a reasoning, right? Because of the Quraysh. So now this is referring to the Quraysh. Uh, relevance is the, the discussion of the Quraysh with that as well. Thereafter that, let's look at a few others. Kawashi refers uh, in his tafsir of Surah Al-Ma'idah, he says that when Surah Al-Nisa right, ends uh, by commanding that uh, people should believe in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and there should be justice between the servants. That then in the first verse of the next surah, which is uh, um, uh, surat, uh, uh, Surah Al-An'am, uh, which is Surah Al-Uqud as well. It's also called Surah Al-Uqud. Ya amanu awfu bil-Uqud. The previous surah says that you, you need to focus on the oneness of Allah and you need to make sure that there is justice between the servants. So now the next surah starts off with, O people who believe, fulfill your covenants. Fulfill your covenants. That's why if you really focus and ponder over the endings of the surahs, you'll, then you ponder over the next surah, you'll notice that there's always a harmony, but in some cases you can't see it. It's, it's very subtle. You won't see it immediately. You know, it, it's quite subtle, right? And in some, it's actually very, very clear. For example, uh, Surah Al-An'am begins with Alhamd, right? Alhamdulillahi alladhi khalaqa samawati wal awda wa ja'ala al-thulumati wa al-nur thumma al-lathina kafaru birabihim ya'adilun huwa alladhi khalaqakum min tuyin thumma qada ajala That Surah Al-An'am beginning with a praise. And it's perfect because the previous Surah, which is Surah Al-Ma'idah, that ends with a discussion of uh, the day of judgment and this is the verse it says the last verse is 
now, there's a praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that it ends with. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the dominion of the heavens and the earth and everything that is in there and He has ability over everything. And now the next uh, verse, which is the first verse of Surah Al-An'am is all praises to Allah who created the heavens and the earth. Alhamdulillah ladhi khalaq as samawati wal So the first, the ending of the uh, of Surah Al- uh, the ending of Surah Al-Ma'idah was for Allah belongs the dominion of the heavens and the earth. And now this surah starts with Alhamdulillah الذي خلق السماوات who created that heavens and the earth. So you can see that as well. Just like that, you've got, if you look at Surah Al-Zumar, you'll see that as well. وَقُضِيَ بَيْنَهُمْ بِالْحَقِّ وَقِيلَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ All the matter will be decided between them with absolute truth. And then it will be said, all praises to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. And then you've got Surah Al-Fatir, Surah which starts with Alhamdu again. Right, so all praises to Allah, and it, the ending of the previous one was Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. The most interesting one, I would say, which is obvious, is Surah Al Fatiha and Surah Al Baqarah. So, Surah Al Fatiha, right, ends with. Um, Well, it doesn't end, but it, yeah, it ends with the dua. إِهْدِنَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِينَ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ غَيْرِ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَدْضَالِينَ So, take us to the straight path. Keep us on the straight path. Guide us upon the straight path. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins Surah Al-Baqarah. أَلِفْ لَا مِيمْ ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ we're asking for righteous, we're asking for guidance to the straight path. And now this is talking about that guidance, that it's all in the Quran. So then uh, Surah Al-Baqarah begins with that. Then after that, uh, just some few random ones. Surah Al-Kawthar, Inna a'tayna kal-Kawthar. We've given you abundant, right? Kawthar can also refer to abundance. It doesn't have to refer to just the, the water reservoir, but it can refer to abundance. Now, the ending of the previous Surah was regarding... Um, Four things. Wait, uh, it's Araita Ladi Yukazi will be deen, Fadarika Ladi Yadurliatim, Wala Yahudu Allah to Amil Miskin, Fawailulil Mussolina Ladina Hum and Solatim Sahun, Aladina Hum Yuraun, Wayam Narun al Maun. There are four things that were, uh, you can say, condemned in the previous surah, in Surah Maun, right? Number one is Bukhl and miserliness. Number two is laziness and abandonment of prayer. Number three, was having no sincerity and doing things for ostentation and show, right? Yura'un. And number four was them preventing zakat, not giving. So that's why, if you look at now Surah, uh, Surah Al-Kawthar after it, it's a response to all of those three. Allah says, Inna a'tayna kal-Kawthar. I have given you Al-Kawthar, which means uh, abundance. Now that is obviously Al-Khayr Al-Kathir, abundant good. That obviously goes against the concept of uh, miserliness. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the in a'tayna kal kawthar fasalli. So pray. That goes against the whole abandonment of the prayer discussed before. And then it says uh, fasalli li rabbika li rabbika. 
pray for your Lord. So have ikhlas and sincerity for your Lord, not for anybody else. That goes against the concept of ostentation and that remedy is that. And the last point is wanha and sacrifice. And then, you know, in your sacrifice, you, you do sacrifice and then you give out to others as well. That's the opposite of those who don't give zakat. So you can see the harmony between those two surahs as well. Allah, Allah. There's so much of this discussion, but I think we are going to have to stop here because our time is up. But mashallah, the ulama have discussed this in great detail. And uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to see this for ourselves as well when we read the Quran and we start just being amazed by it so that we can read it more and we can make it the book of choice for us. That when we need to read something, when we need to get away from the world, when we need to distract ourselves from the mundane activities of this life, that it will be the Quran. And the Quran has it all. And I'm hoping that inshallah these sessions are helping that understanding of enriching our understanding of the Quran so that we can make it the book of our a book of choice for us and thus save ourselves both in this world and in the hereafter. Jazakallah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for listening. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless you. And if you're finding this useful, you know, um, uh, as they say, do that like button and subscribe button and forward it on to others. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته